oh, like what happened? Like how did this person get injured or whatever? And he mm. basically said, look, it's going to be dangerous when you're investigating the unknown of the unknown. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the unexplained legends. For years, people have been waiting for the US government to admit it has knowledge of extraterrestrial life. On July 26, 2023, we've gotten closer than we ever have before. This week on Unexplained Legends, the UFO Congressional Hearings. Welcome listeners to this week's episode of Unexplained Legends. I'm Roger Sullivan and with me as always is... Dennis... Dennis Land. Sorry, Yay! And <laughs> together we are the Unexplained Legends. You're quick off the mark today, Dennis. I don't know why that catches me off guard every week. I'm kind of sad that I ever thought of doing it. Uh, but Raj, how's your week going? Seems a little, uh, little warm over in your house. Yeah, so my well, I know what you're alluding to the uh, you you think you're so sly, right? But I'll tell you, I'll I'll tell you, I'll actually tell you something that will really piss you off. Uh, <laughs> just before, so the bad news that Dennis has trailed is that I bought a mini freezer because I don't have a freezer in my house, and it was driving me, it was driving me up the wall. So I bought a, um, I nearly said a Russell Howard freezer, but uh, well, is it? What's the Russell Hobb? Yeah, we're both firing pretty quick today, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I bought one of them, right? And um, it, it's not working. Okay, that's okay. Uh, tur- turned it on. Did everything you're supposed to do. It was working. It is not now working, or at least it was making noise. I can't right. say it was working. But it's new, so there's nothing in it, so you're fine. Well, no, <laughs> no. You see, this is the thing. Before I went off to work oh. today. I flicked it on and it was all working and everything. And I thought, okay. And it even it said you have to leave it rest for three hours. So the coolant settles. Yeah. I left it's tired from being it. delivered. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's had a hard trip. I left it all night. Turned it on this morning. Heard it like gurgling away and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, that is the sound <laughs> of a working freezer. Mm-hmm. Go off to work. When I'm on the way home from work today, I call into Tesco, my favorite shop. Call in there and I go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stock up. On all of the freezery goods that I haven't been able to enjoy while I've been sans freeze hour. Give us, right. give us some, give us some of the items you picked up. What's in a Roger freezer? Uh, well, obviously, besides, uh, besides like human heads and hands. And yeah, long time listeners will know immediately. Like alarm bells will have been going off when they just heard that I didn't have a freezer because they'll be like, "But what about his Mister Freeze mm-hmm. addiction?" And that has really, um, it's been tough. It's been tough without a freezer. But obviously, Mr. Freezes, they were the main thing I bought, uh, which would have arguably been okay. But I how, also many, bought, how many are we talking about quantity-wise? How many Mr. Freezes? Oh, I just, because um, it's not a very big freezer, so I just bought uh, two packs. Yeah, the clue, um, the clue is in the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've just bought two packs, um, two okay. packs of them. And uh, the, the, which probably, I think each of them contain maybe 20, 18 or 20, so okay. 40 of them. And, and, and uh, do you keep the mini freezer next to the bed? <laughs> not yet, but, I, but, okay. but maybe, maybe when I fix it, that's where it, that's where it plans to go. Uh, mini, so uh, yeah, about 40 of them. Uh, <laughs> bumper load of vegetarian mints. Okay, nice. Bumper load. And uh, chips, of course. Uh, and what, pizza. what 
Frozen pizza. Frozen pizza is great. What um, what order would you eat those in then? Uh, I would have eaten them all, all all together. No, I would have, I would have eaten them out over the course of months. I'd say. I also bought some ice cream, but the just standard uh, cookies. Um, what, what's it called cookie dough ice cream? But um, the I put them all together. Got couldn't wait to get home and now put them in the freezer. Yeah. And I thought, what a privileged life I lead putting them in the freezer. Yeah. You've, you've pretty much just bought a very expensive box. Yeah, a, a box that is probably putting like, um, what do they call those um, CFCs? It's current, <laughs> currently just putting CFCs into my food. <laughs> the, and, and I might as well put them in a giant thermos. All right, what are we doing this week? This week, Dennis, we're doing again another, t- another episode ripped from the headlines. Absolutely ripped from the headlines. I'm sure everyone will have been expecting it. We are doing... Dennis, we're of course doing a special on the US congressional hearing about UFOs. When did this happen? This happened only during the week, Wednesday, Dennis. And what do you think is the initial reaction from people about... Uh, Okay, so another another podcast I listened to, that UFO podcast, before this happened, they had expected... They said that they reckoned the their audience would probably be fifty percent positive, fifty percent negative, mm. and they did a poll online, very scientific, and I think it got eighty nine percent happy with the hearing, and five uh, percent right. unhappy, six percent undecided. So well, that tells my, you everything you need to know. I'm, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Go on. Okay. I actually watched a little bit of the hearing, so I'm not completely in the dark. But um, I'm excited to learn about the aliens and them existing. And I think you should bring us through it. Well, in that case, then, Dennis, on the back of that, we'll crack on with the lamestream narrative. For years, people in the UFO community have been clambering. Is that the word? Clambering? Um, I, is it clam? Is it clamoring? But to be honest, I could be using clamoring. it incorrectly okay, okay. anyway. They've been clamoring for something which they describe as disclosure. Disclosure, in short, is the act of the admittance and acceptance by government bodies that they in fact are aware of the UFO phenom- phenomenon and potentially even have evidence of it. However, despite this dream among UFO researchers... It was not believed that it would ever truly occur. That was until on the 26th of July, 2023, when the world took a step in the right direction. When three expert witnesses appeared in front of the House Oversight Committee's National Security Subcommittee to discuss the potential of a UFO cover-up. Can I uh, just jump in here, right, just to give people who are listening to this a little bit of a... a summation of what's been happening so far, right? Because we did a, an episode on David Grush, um, who's one of the guys who appeared at the mm-hmm. hearing, and who's, to be honest, probably the most interesting guy out of the three in terms of what he claims to know. Um, but what is like what has happened oh, up until now that all these alien events are happening? Right, like that, that, that it's actually in... Well, I don't know if I agree with your first statement there about David Grush being the most interesting. Because the, the Why, two who other do you think lads, is the most interesting? Because we... we Oh no, I do think he is, but I think, <laughs> but I think there's an argument. I can see somebody thinking one of the other lads is more interesting. 
Because the other lads have seen UFOs. Yeah, but hasn't David Grush, like, allegedly, because um, he's a very careful man when he talks, so yeah, I don't want yeah. him to send lawyers towards me, but hasn't he basically said, like, he has worked on projects where they have seen alien aircraft or alien craft? I don't think he's ever... Like, he, he's, he's saying that they have crafts there, so, like, the, the, yeah, he hasn't seen a UFO because he's... No, but I think he... I We'll get into this as uh, as we go along, but I, I don't... I think the other two lads claim to have more first-hand experience. We're being silenced, Dennis, because we had internet problems there. We did get a lot of interference in there, and lo and behold, now that we've stopped talking about that stuff in that direction, what's after happening? The internet is fine. It actually is spookily fine. Yeah, well, they're trying to silence us. They couldn't silence... They couldn't silence the hearings but they're trying to silence us the 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 where they can these two lads from ireland living in london talking yeah about yeah because they, they were like we bring an air of authenticity to this well it's funny you say that right because i think you've poached that off that naval commander um but we were talking about who's the most interesting right i think david grush probably has the most interesting things that we haven't heard yet Yes, right. yeah, and then, I agree. And then you have the um, uh, naval commander. I think he was um, pilot or involved for D- at least David 18 Fraver. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so he's involved for 18 years. And his whole thing is that he's like, well, I'm actually going to be the one that's going to lend loads of credibility to this because they're not mm. going to be able to knock me because I'm like a decorated guy. And then the other person I don't know too much about. Who's the other person? Ryan Graves. Okay, and what's his the story? The Air Force pilot, I believe. All and right, what's and the he's story saw- with that? I think that's a, I think that's a full admittance. That boats are shit. Because the Navy, the Navy have all these, like, planes and stuff. Yeah. But they're the fucking Navy. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, like, what, what's, what's your point here? Are you trying to <laughs> pick on the Navy? No, but I like, what I'm saying is, like, the Navy is like, oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, we have planes. <laughs> Yeah, what's that yeah. about? The Air Force. The I'm Air sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. What? Am I am I doing a podcast with Jerry Seinfeld? And what the fuck no, is happening? No, but the Air Force. The Air Force don't have boats. Yeah. The Air Force don't bother with boats, do they? No, they couldn't be couldn't be arsed with them. Yeah, which I think proves the point that planes are better well, than boats. As I've always said, you know, boats and planes. Planes are just boats of the sky. That's just the way it is. That is, that is, that's true. I agree. I've long, listen, I've long agreed with that. Or, or, the, the, oh, that's, listen, right, that's, we won't get on that topic, but that's a, bu- yeah. a bugbear of mine is the Navy having planes. I don't think they should be allowed to have them. That's, that, All right, that's so my opinion. Back, back to the podcast. Um, so we have got these three guys, right, and they've mm-hmm. come forward at different times and now they're coming together to, um, basically just put into record I think isn't that the reason for it like we, we've heard them talk about all these things before but now they're just putting it on record yeah uh, I think I think you actually have an interesting they're an interesting like what trio mm. they're an interesting trio right because they're kind of like what are those lads called the three stooges <laughs> yeah right? they're kind of like that where they all have their own individual kind of personality yeah no they really do the way yeah with the way they interact with it because david fravor he's basically like a rock star in this Mm. world joe he's unflappable like he doesn't give he doesn't give a shit ryan graves 
comes across as a man who's been like put through the ringer for this. Yeah, I know he does. He's a bit nervous or something as well. Yeah, and then David Grosh is like a person. He's like the Fox Mulder of the crew. I'll tell you something, right? You couldn't get a bet on this at the moment that David Grosh is in fact an alien. <laughs> Why? Right, he does have he does have the demeanor sometimes of someone from outer space. Like as in he's he can be so so clinical. Um, and just the way he talks sometimes, I'm like, oh, I don't know. We should get a blood test on you, maybe. Do you think? Do you think he's gone? Um, he's gone like what do they call it? Going native. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He's he's been deep undercover. Yeah, and he's he, he's flipped. He don't, but he also doesn't even realize that he's an alien. I think that um, I what would be the perfect thing for all of this is towards the end they say, look, we haven't really found anything, and then David Crush goes, haven't we? And stands up and then takes oh, off a mask. Yeah, takes off. I'd, yeah. I'd love that reverse Phoenix Lights thing. Um, so, but just uh, up until this point, right? So we have all these three guys. What what kind of led to to them speaking out? Um, like, do you know the kind of timeline of of the government saying, all right, let's let's get these guys together in a room? Well, it kind of just, uh, to me, from based on my research, it's kind of the David Grosh coming out in April and announcing this um, as a whistleblower. Mm-hmm. And then them putting together this, um, this oversight committee and uh, them bringing on David Fravor and Ryan Graves. I don't really know how they got involved in the process of being witnesses. Maybe they volunteered themselves or maybe they reached out to them. But yeah. I guess I guess they are the three most high-profile people um, f- who claim to have had experience with these um, with these vehicles or with these beings within, within the U.S. framework. We'll get to it, uh, I'm sure, in the, um, in the narrative in a minute. But um, the... the the guy Fravor, mm. he was describing the spaceship in the hearings. I thought this was very interesting. Yeah, and he said that it's um it's in the shape of uh, a tic tac. Tic tac is classic. what they were using. Yeah. and then Which one of we've the we've covered on another episode. We have, so it's easily um, imaginable. But then the guy, like some senator or whatever, yeah, who's yeah, questioning yeah. him, said it was a tic tac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, I I remember this. Um, you f- said fra- it's in the shape of a tic tac. One the guy. Are you going to say this? What he said next? Yeah, yeah. Did he correct it? Like he, he made it easier for him. Is that what you're saying? Oh, like, no, I- no. Another guy. This is what's even funnier. Is earlier in the hearings, one of the other guys. Um, fuck, I can't remember. Is it Burchett? When he, he was saying, <laughs> he said, this vehicle's in the shape of a Tic Tac. I don't want any young people getting confused with Tic Tac. It's a Tic Tac. It's a mint. And not the Chinese app. No, not, not, the, not the Chinese communist app. <laughs> TikTok. Um, in, uh, in, but what your man said was, he was like, he, he, the senator misspoke and said TikTok. Mm. And then the other guy said, all right, uh, Fravor was like, well, this guy obviously doesn't know what a TikTok is. And yeah, he definitely yeah. doesn't know what a fucking TikTok is. And so then he goes, oh, for anyone, you know, trying to imagine or whatever, just imagine a giant... Um, propane tank yes yeah uh, which oh, i thought was so hilarious because i was like ah uh, yes like oh like that that's exactly what this guy needs to imagine that it's a propane tank yes you can just, old, you, you can just feel the, the penny hill. drop yeah, yeah yeah he's like oh yeah oh, pro- oh a flying propane tank now i'm on board um so to continue with the narrative tennis the individuals present at this committee were pilots david fravor and ryan graves as we mentioned both having experienced 
close encounters with UAPs during their time working in the military. And the headline witness who instigated the hearing to begin with was ex-military intelligence official turned whistleblower one David Grosh. Over the course of multiple hours, the three individuals were grilled relentlessly about their knowledge of the topic and their belief in the potential for a deep state UFO cover-up. Some of their claims are unbelievably chilling, to say the least. I think as well, just to point out for people to get an idea of this, and we kind of talked about the personalities, right? Hmm. I will say just to lend some sort of credibility to this whole thing, right? That Fravor fellow, right, regardless of what he did in any of the wars he was involved in, I'm not privy to know. He does seem like a pretty normal guy. Like, like as in a... Oh, an, yeah. Like, there, there's nothing, there's nothing like, spooky about him or anything like that. Like, this just seems like a normal guy and quite, um, just anyone you see in the street. And then for Grush, I definitely feel like Grush, if he ever comes around and says, like, I'm sorry, I was actually mistaken, I didn't see anything, mm. something awful has happened to him that yeah, yeah. maybe some government have inflicted on him. Because he seems like a guy who's, who would be a nightmare for someone trying to cover up stuff. Like, he seems like he is going to absolutely go to the ends of the earth in a very practical, assertive um, way to get the truth out. Well, something that um, something that I have been thinking about, we'll get to this in the theories later, but the, you know, obviously people talk about the idea of them being plants or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, if, or like it's some kind of elaborate galaxy brain misinformation program. If it is that, I say... Touche. Yeah. Uh, because the the three of them have all come out at different times. Are, like, don't really have... They have no real ties to each other or anything like that. And they all are just such different people, like we mentioned. Totally so different. you've got all bases covered there. I think the only thing that maybe could happen there, and we'll get in the theories, mm-hmm. is the fact that it could be so elaborate that like they they've fed Grush this information and like you know they're walking past a warehouse and someone's closing the door and he sees a spaceship inside and they're like what the hell is that he's like oh nothing 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 so like i'm kind of joking in that but i actually am also kind of being serious i i think it's more believable that i i agree with you on that but i think it's more believable if you were going to say anyone was a plant i i think it's more believable to say to say one of the military... Well, in particular, David Fravor, I think. If anyone's a plant, it's David Fravor, I think. Mm. Can I be sued for that? Uh, I don't know. You're just saying he's a houseplant, so I don't know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, I don't think any of them are, for the record. But if they were, I think it would be him. Because, you know, I think a, a, a military ma- man, you know, he'll, he'll go with orders, I guess. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, to point out if we do question their integrity and their motives, I, that probably is libelous. So this is all oh, yeah. alleged, and yeah. uh, we are. This is parody. It's actually a parody podcast. Yes, it is. It is a parody. I well, I uh, listen. I think they're all dead on. They're all dead on top blogs. Okay, so yeah. don't <laughs> don't you dare come at me. Grosh's testimony was perhaps the most alarming out of any of them, as as he alleges that the U.S. government has participated in a multi-decade cover-up and disinformation campaign with the aim of concealing the U.S.'s real program of reverse engineering downed UFOs. Furthermore, he claims that non-human biologics 
that's the phrase he apparently used, had been recovered by the government and they too had been experimented on in secret black site programs. He also goes on to say that he is aware of multiple colleagues who were physically injured by UAP during activities uh, around the time that they were working on these projects. And most chilling of all, he even hinted at an individual he knew who had been threatened or potentially murdered for what they'd known about these secret programs. He had a cool enough phrase, which I'll um, get completely wrong, but he basically said something along the lines of like, they were questioning him, oh, like what happened? Like how did this person get injured or whatever? And he Mm. basically said, look, like it's going to be dangerous when you're investigating the unknown of the unknown. Well, that missed, like I completely missed that. Which I thought uh, was a, a chilling thing to say. That should be the tagline for the podcast. The unknown of the unknown. Yeah. They, they, I, I think... Um, they, oh, that should be the tagline. The unknown, explore the unknown. You see, yeah. we're unknown. Like, yeah, we're well, exploring each other. I get it. <laughs> uh, but Open yeah, up. He, they, I think he was kind of alluding to some of the injuries as well. Again, this is complete guesswork, but it yes. did seem like they were getting injured from like interacting with the, yes, with the stuff. Yeah. He kept talking about skiffs as well. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with what a, a skiff is. I'm actually is. not, and I heard it so many times. Oh, man. I, I looked it up, but it's completely gone out of my head. But it's an acronym. It's like security something. Um, oh, hang on. While, while you're looking that up as well. Yeah. Um, it was well you might be able to answer this as well but yeah and you also might bring this up but he did say as well like that he has a list of cooperative and hostile witnesses which I thought was an interesting phrase to back up everything that he's saying but the question I have for you is he was talking about all of this stuff very vaguely so he said the biologics which I thought was a cool word Mm. and he was questioned then um, you know do you mean that these were human And, and he said I, I mean, fairly, pretty sure he said no, right? But yeah. but he, but then with everything he would say, uh, he would qualify with saying, "I'm I'm not going to discuss this in a public setting, but I yeah. will discuss it in closed doors." But what? Why is he doing it? Is it because it's classified information or something? Yeah. So so that's what I was going to say. The skiffs, um, skiff. Uh, I got sidetracked again. It means sensitive compartment, compartmented information facility. I thought. Okay. Until I just Google imaged it, I had looked it up before, but until I Google imaged it, I thought it was like metaphorical. Okay. Dennis, you should look up a skiff right now. S C I F. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, this was in a movie. A sensitive compartmented information facility yeah. in the United States military, national security, blah, blah, blah is an enclosed area within a building that is used to process sensitive compartmented information types classified information. Yeah. So, so it's is, completely um, like it's completely sealed off so no information can be leaked from it. But when he referenced the skiff, so there's two things about this, right? Mm. One of them is exactly like you said, even though he's a whistleblower, there are yeah. certain things that if he says them um, even even when he's in the hearing there are certain things that if he was to say them, he could potentially be, um, like, I, I guess, arrested for Yeah, them yeah. Because well, of national security or whatever. I got one here for you as well. I don't know how they pronounce this, but there is also a SAPF, an SAPF. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm less familiar with with that, but I think, I think that's like, I think that is more metaphorical. I don't think that there's the same. I could be wrong, but I don't think that that has the same. Um, that's like almost let's just have a, a important meeting, but the uh, this the skiff thing, an interesting thing about that and why this keeps the U.S. government so under wraps is that the people that are asking these questions and where he says, I can only give you that answer in a skiff, they don't have clearance to be in skiffs. Oh. So there's a lot of debate as to whether, like, will they be given the clearance to go into the a skiff to actually discuss this with them? I was reading a book and basically they had these things in it. It's called skiffs, but it was like, you know, I mean, it was hundreds, probably thousands of years in the future or something. Yeah, yeah. And they would travel, uh, you know, between galaxies or some shit and then they'd have to jump in and have these private conversations. And I was like, oh, that's so cool that they do that. But I mean, it makes total sense that they would have these things. I wonder, I wonder like the security around them and who runs them and who checks them. And so... The, this is a little side note before we carry on as well. I was listening to an interview with the Burchette guy, yeah. Jim Burchette. I uh, don't want to discuss his politics. Okay. Right. Not, uh, not, not going into that, right? But I'm I, just specifically on UFOs. He mentioned something about like skiff type facilities or, or these, mm. they have these, um, what do they call them? Secure briefings and stuff. And he said that there's often a tactic with stuff like this where they'll bring you into a secure briefing to tell you information you're already aware of in a public context. Mm-hmm. But if you've then been retold it in a secure meeting, you cannot repeat it. Um, oh, so it locks you down into it. Yeah. So people will be called into these meetings, these like, um, these like high clearance meetings specifically to talk about something that they've learned that morning to lock them down so Uh, yeah david crush actually kind of um said something about that as well he said i'm happy to have these conversations with these witnesses or whatever as long as they're not affected by some nda yeah so maybe that's the same thing yeah so so yeah there's definitely a lot of people that he wants to call on that are uh, potentially might be subject to uh, other such, um, let's say, what, what would you say, kind of handcuffed to information. Yeah. But before uh, we move on, I just yeah. want to read this because I think people find this interesting, right? So I was just looking up um, skiffs and saps, and uh, then I came across this thing. It's a you've, deadly. You've, s- gone, you've gone completely off all. Oh, like I should have never told you to look this up because you're never <laughs> so, coming back. It's so cool, right? It's on this website. It's completely legitimate, but I think it just goes into the minds and side of a world that we would never, ever know about. But it's called How Much Does It Cost to Build a Skiff or SAF? Right? And it's a security company I'm not going to mention, right? Mm. And they're talking about the costs and everything. But like they said, to give you an idea of the potential cost of a skiff, if you're building a skiff less than 200 square feet, we'd recommend budgeting a minimum of $1,500 per square foot, et cetera, et cetera, right? They're talking about this as if like, Anyone could make this. Like as in, you know, uh, I don't know, let's say some corporate Google. kind of entity would have one. That's that's pretty... Oh, that's pretty fucked up. Just thinking that they'll have those. But actually, what it made me think of when I thought about it a second longer, I bet it's military contact contractors for like the US government. So you're... If you're like a, if you're uh, if you successfully won a contract, like a military contract or a secure yeah. contract for the U.S. government, 
I bet they probably have like, oh, you need to have a skiff. Okay. You know, for certain things, but I'm sure they probably use it in corporate context as well. I'm sure. I'm sure there are some like t- really high level, uh, you know, fucking bad companies out there that are like, we need a skiff. They're probably unofficial skiffs as well that you're yeah. probably not even realize you're going into. It. But anyway, whereabouts are we? Okay, so while Fravor and Graves' testimony was not as inflammatory as Grush's claims. Hearing the pilots discuss their encounters while under oath was fascinating, with both of them claiming to have interacted with crafts which simply could not be made by our current material sciences or knowledge. Graves, even more interestingly, stated that these events had been near daily at a certain point um, in his career and that their prevalence was kept covert due to the severe stigma surrounding reporting such sightings. So... A day, day on day, he said, towards the end of his career, he was seeing these. With uh, Fravor as well, I thought he brought up some really interesting stuff about them witnessing the stuff. Was like that they were coming back and just saying it to everyone. You know, like as in it Mm. wasn't like, um, you know, it wasn't like, like you said, it was basically an everyday occurrence. But he seemed to be, he seemed to be saying like, you know, he or actually, sorry, no, I'm 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 mixing that up. It was um, the other guy. What's his name? Grave. I've already forgotten his name. Gravener. Graves. Graver. Graves. <laughs> he actually said it that he came out. The reason that he came forward because they were asking him, uh, "Why did you come forward?" And his reason was that he didn't have the know-how or like the, the kind of backup to protect his pilots when they were going out flying, mm. and he didn't know what to do with these things. So that's why he basically went forward and said, "Look, we need to." figure out how to keep our pilots safe which i think again is just an other it's a fairly credible reason to be doing this yeah i think um if you ever listen to interviews with him he has like such a nuts and bolts um kind of approach to ufos mm-hmm. that it's very he's not they there's this thing in the ufo community that they call woo i don't know if it's an acronym or not but basically it's like Woo is, you know, people who kind of think that UFOs, we should be communing with them in um, naked and fields and stuff. Like, yeah. the, the, it's like the kind of spiritual side of what the what they are. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've nuts and bolts UFO guys. And Graves is definitely a nuts and bolts type guy. Uh, I think he's, I think he has said in interviews outside of this hearing that he doesn't necessarily feel like they're a negative force mm. but that yeah their capabilities um are something to be wary of yeah because in their both their testimonies uh they were basically saying that like their the acceleration and the movement of these um, craft was just n- nothing even close and i think what was really interesting was i can't remember if grush was saying this on behalf of them or not but it was one of them but basically, they were kind of, you kind of immediately, this is what I thought, and then they answered the question. I was kind of like, okay, like, they're faster than what we currently have, but, you know, 50 years off or whatever. And they were basically saying, no, no, like, it's it's so far off that they've got scientists involved to see what you would need to, like, accelerate that fast or have that capability. And it's just completely, like, not anywhere near us in terms of technology. Did you Did you really think they were 50 years off? Did you think that it's, like... I think 50 years is usually the marker for all alien stuff. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Yeah. So they just have whatever 
like Blu-ray 2.5 or something. <laughs> well, I think like if you go from like 1900 to 2000, like there's Not a that fairly much has changed. I agree. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I, well, I don't think so. What you'd think if you went back to 1900 and showed some lad an iPad, you'd be like, it's, it's all right, it's no newspaper. Like, yeah, it's basically just, oh, I see. Like, I get it. <laughs> you get, you get, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah, you wouldn't be like brought into the street and shot for being um, some sort of evil spirit. No, um, I, th- I think if you went back, th- if you went back to the 1900s and you're like, listen here, look, well, not the 1900s. Like, we're not talking about the 80s or the 90s. Like, like I said, I'm talking about 1900. One nine zero zero. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you yeah. said fifty years. So if we go back nineteen fifty, <laughs> well, that's not back fifty years either. That's nineteen eighty. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. The and if we go back then, okay, yeah. fine. Let's play your game. Go back, <laughs> if you go back to the fucking seventies, yeah, and you go oh, look at this, and they go, oh, I get it. Like it's basically a small TV. Do you have any idea how backward people were in the seventies? <laughs> Everything was orange and brown and just depressing. I, listen, I'm telling you, I, I think I. Okay, so what if you take the planes from the 1970s? Yeah. And compare them to now. Yeah. Like if you. Saw well, that, I then, don't even try and make that point. Just don't. What do you like, mean? That's so. Inf- well, are you saying that with the with some of the stuff that we have now, that people would not be completely shocked? In my initial point, not about the 70s. To They'd hear. be. Listen. Okay, I'll put it to you this way. If I, if you traveled back in time, <laughs> imagine this, right? Okay, go so, on. I'm imagining. Okay, if you traveled back to 1970s, you travel yeah. like time travel, or you yeah. time travel back, and you show them, I don't know, you show them a plane from now. Okay. It's seven Boeing seven three seven, or no? You show them like the stealth bomber or something. You that's, go, a big, that's a big move. I think you may have gone too big on this. No, no. You show them Stealth Bomber, right? And you go, look at this, right? And they, they look at it. And they go, wow, Jesus. When, when's that from? And you go, 50 years in the future. I think they'd go, yeah, sounds about right. Okay? On what bearing do you think? That, like, as in their computers and stuff and, like, going to the moon were absolutely fucking huge. Yeah. But I, th- I think, that, well, that's the other thing I'd say to them is that I'd go, by the way, we can't go to the moon anymore for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's off the table. I don't know what, that's become lost technology or something. Here, speaking yeah. of lost, we've become lost. No, so, no, 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 there's a point to this. No, okay. I know you're trying to bring me back in, but there's, listen, there's a point to this, right? If somebody turned up now, time traveled to here and showed us the fucking Tic Tac, yeah, fl- 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 like flying around, flaking around, right? And we went, Jesus Christ! And they're like, we're time travelers, and we go, yeah, whoa, like you know, it doesn't surprise me. And they go, that piece of technology is from fifty years in the future. You'd go, what? Fifty? What happened in the intervening time? Like, like that's way more. Like, you're talking, I would say, three hundred years. 300 years, yeah. Which was, I think, just the initial point anyway, though, wasn't it? What? Like, is it, I, was, I was just saying that it was incredible. Like that, But they're talking way, way further off than that anyway. But I just want to say, right, in 50 years, right, let's just put it on, right? We'll yeah. probably be dead, right? But in 50 years... I won't be dead. You definitely will be dead before I, me, right? Oh, Fi- <laughs> are you joking me? Your fucking freezer is full of Mr. Freezes and Mints. <laughs> yeah, listen, it, it, it strengthens you up. I'm a hardy. I'm a hardy man. Okay, you've got lupus. You're um, first. 
All right. Wait, wait, wait. We're going. Yeah. So, fifty years in the future. Yeah. What do you think in twenty in the seventies? It'll actually be the seventies. Yeah. What do you think will be there that will be mind blowing? Like, how far do you think it will go? Because you're almost we'll, saying this is going to be stagnant. I think we'll have. I think the biggest change will we'll have digital loyalty cards. That's actually quite cool. Yeah. All right. I think that will be one. There'll be a big problem as well because people will hack those and there'll be a black market for them. But I think it will be that. I think laptops will have gotten bigger again. I think that will be like a trend. And Do you I think, think they would have got very, very... We're still heading towards very, very small and then they would have kind of bounced yeah. back out from yeah, being yeah. small to big again. Yeah, bounce back out. And apart from that, I think water bottles, they'll hardly ever leak. And um, the old fleshlights will be, will be in every house. Yeah, they'll be like on the wall next to the, like a brush or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They they'll be they'll be what like phones were in up until like the nineteen nineties. You'll just have a house flashlight. <laughs> you know, is, you'll have a few of them. <laughs> are you thinking about that? <laughs> is this what you think, or is it a want? <laughs> so all right. No, we have gone right. completely off track. Yes, yeah, so finally, Dennis, one of the most fascinating aspects of all of this was the supposed corroboration of so many stories and allegations which have been talked about for years in the UFO community, finally now being acknowledged by former government and military employees while under oath. While we may never truly know the full extent behind these stories, the magnitude of them being investigated at this level cannot be overstated. To this day... The UFO phenomenon and the US government's involvement remains unexplained. All right, before we get into more of the nitty gritty on uh, the mm-hmm, theories mm-hmm. and maybe some of yeah. the stuff they were saying, so I'm going to try and sum it up. We've got three guys there, right? Yeah. We've got David Grosh, who was working in the kind of intelligence field of the US government, yeah? Mm-hmm, yeah. Basically, you've got uh, another guy, um, Fravener, who was a Fravor. decorated Fravor, is it? Yeah. Fravor, 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 right? He was um, John Fravor. De- <laughs> right. Okay, he's he's right in the Mandalorian there, right? Yeah. He's um he's been working there uh, in very very good positions, eighteen years. Like mm. can't really find any fault with him, right? In terms of yeah, his yeah. military career, and then we've got Graves, who was um, a pilot, and also I think something to do with like training pilots and stuff like that. Yeah. And his reason for coming forward was he wanted to have uh, pilots safe from this and have some sort of procedure against whatever these things are. Um, the uh, Fravor fella came out because he said that his friend was basically convincing him to do it, I think. And yeah, he, yeah. And he said it like five or six times to him, basically, yeah. you have to come forward. And he was like, why me? And they're like, because you will be really credible. Like, mm-hmm. you need to come forward because other people can be discredited. You can't. Um, but, you know, watch this space. Yeah. And then... Um, Grush, uh, he came forward because he is a lizard man and potentially an alien. Well, that's your your words. Yeah, <laughs> your words, not mine. And but just that, to keep, that basically sums it up. And just to keep going in it, then right. So we had this hearing, and the whole purpose of the hearing was just to lock in stuff. I, I mean, not in the way we were talking about earlier on, but just committed to record some yeah. of the stuff that they were saying already in uh, public settings. And the senators involved and stuff asked them very direct questions that was basically with the um, the objective of just getting it in on record very clearly. And now, where do you think it'll go after this? A lot of people are saying there'll be more hearings. There'll be more, more hearings. And for what purpose? To get more information and um, 
to uh, to to basically, I think, hone in even more on where they should be looking for the uh, where they should be looking for these um, like these beings. It sounded like Grush as well, like committed to giving them a list of witnesses that they could um, contact and, yeah. and interview. So I don't. Th- uh, I think yeah. I think that the other hearings won't necessarily just be these lads. I think mm. there's probably other people for them to bring in. But oh yeah, I think definitely more hearings, and I think watch this space. Um, and another question as well. Do you know the senators that were asking the questions? Um, I I know one of them very well. Do you? Yeah. Um, the... And I I I will say this right. People are going to be fairly shocked by this. I think. Yeah. But so it's uh, they're Republicans and Democrats, right, mm. reaching across Quite the aisle, yeah. right, to um to discover um the truth about aliens, right, which is great. But I have to say, right, that Republican senator, right, I th- I, I think it was a Republican senator. I'm fairly sure it was, right. Some of the stuff he was coming out with was like I can see why people vote for him. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, as in he was coming out saying like. Hey, you know, we just get off our horses and we're just good old guys. And you, and you must be talking about Tim Burchett. Is that the guy who um, is, is that the guy who dedicated it to his wife on her on their anniversary? <laughs> it like must that? be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Listen, like, as as in, right? I'm just going to say, right? Yeah. I am sure he do not al- look at alleg- his allegedly page. is an <laughs> abhorrent person, right? Abhorrent. <laughs> but I just want to point this out that like. The, that other side are just missing a beat when it comes to knowing how to work cameras and like work audiences and just just like get votes just basically on what, personality. What do you think? What do you think his um? What do you think his background is? Like, what do you think his job is outside uh, of oil? Being no, they think more like cattle. Yeah, you're closer. Um, agriculture. Mm, not quite. He, I believe. I believe he made his money in truck hire. Oh really? Yeah. So I think I think he I think he owns loads of trucks. So he's very okay. very like um, you know man of the people type. But then also Matt, up, the worst up, person up, ever. people. <laughs> <laughs> so Dennis, we'll crack on with the theories, okay? It might yeah. surprise you, but I actually don't have that many theories today. Okay. Because I think I think there's really only, like, uh, there's really only three options. Mm. Mm, yeah, there's like three options, with some of them with a few branches, right? But before you begin yeah, it as well, I think it's yeah. important to point out as well that, like, if we saw all the hearings together, we would have this really condensed episode. But I think these are actually kind of cool episodes where we are just finding out what's happening and almost digesting it as they're coming out. Oh, yeah, like it only happened two days ago. Mm. To when we're recording this, like so, yeah. we they. To be honest, I think a common a common meme I've seen online is like people talking about, you know, yeah. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's the, it's the meme of the kind of deadbeat burnt out guy, and it's like a UFO accident or an alien. He goes, oh, you know, hey, we're real, and then it's like, oh, thought you would have had more of a reaction. He goes, I'm going through a lot of shit right now. So <laughs> yeah. Don't really have time for this. Uh, but I, th- I think that's common. Like, I think I know lots of people who are interested in it, but they, they're they not keeping up on it. And also, I'll say this, I don't think it's being covered that much. No, it's not really. I, I mean, imagine if this even came out 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I think it's just because people's lives are so unbelievably mangled 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like Dennis, people are people are just like my freezer isn't working. I it's true. Like true. I can barely I I can barely focus on this. But you are fifty pounds up, so. That's true. That's true. And listen, I'll be honest with you. It does look nice. So they will um. So at least that they. So the, the theory is Dennis. Number one, number one theory is uh, it's all real, and the lads are just like full. On, yeah, totally, all good. Everything they said is is correct. Mm-hmm. And the US government has been doing this elaborate cover-up for years. Do you know what's going to be troubling, though, right? They're going to have to be very careful with the witnesses they get. Because they're going to have to have really solid witnesses that can't be turned to discredit. You know, so, like, right now we have three fairly solid guys. Yeah. I think from going from a total guesswork from, like, Grush, more solid. Like, I, he's, like, concrete. And then you've got um, our boy Frave, right? <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, we go down to the last guy, and I, I think like they're gonna whoever they bring forward is gonna make or break things. I, I, so I wouldn't say I wouldn't say necessarily in terms of reliability. I would talk about it in terms of commitment. Mm. So I think Rush is like high commitment. Fravor, I think could take or leave talking about this. I think he's kind of sick of it, and I think and I think as well he said everything he has to say on the topic. I kind of disagree with you. I think he's more like a guy who's retired and now he's really into bird watching. And he's going to be the most avid bird watcher in the world, you know. Oh, no, I, I, I think in the more, I think that Fravor in the morning could just go, John, I fucking, I'm sick of talking about this, and that's <laughs> it. He's gone. Like I'd say, but you've made me think of what your ideal witnesses mm. to come forward are, and for me, if they were to bring forward three more witnesses, right? Yeah, I'm gonna say this is three witnesses that if they had them in front of of everyone. Talking about this shit, I just go. Well, there's no way they're lying. Like they're, there's, it's all, and disregard their position in life. Yeah, what they're doing. Like obviously, obviously the it. This isn't. These people aren't going to be people that are called forward or know about this stuff. But I'm just saying in terms of their demeanor, their character, who would actually, um, who you'd believe. Yeah, you know, um, I would say. The three, for me, are Peter Andre. Yeah. Right? If they had him, I'd go, well, come on, he's not lying. Jason Donovan. Jason Donovan, really? I'd say 70% of the audience don't even know who he is. Are you serious? <laughs> Jason Donovan. And from Neighbours. Before we get into it, and a, and a great Kylie song, but before we get into it, uh, oh, sorry, the third one. Mr. Blobby. Mr. Blobby, brilliant. Imagine imagine Mr. Blobby comes out. Imagine this. Mr. Blobby comes out. And it's the first time ever he speaks words. All right, I'll give you that. If it was the first time he speaks words, that would be all over the news. (laughs) Yes, yeah. But but I think it would take a bit of explaining to the US audiences (laughs) about what Mr. Blobby is and the cultural significance in the UK. Do you you ever think him and and the lad with the beard ever... Yeah, uh, like he definitely, like Noel definitely gets people like uh, women know, to dress up as Mr. Blobby. Do you know what I'm picturing? Do you remember when, um, is it Matt Hancock? Do you remember the mm. CCTV footage of him yeah. having, the? I've picture, I think a few of those have happened, but nothing, nothing too crazy. All right, just a little you know. kiss before they go home. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the ideal witnesses would actually be something like that. I think you're on to something, right? Maybe not those three witnesses. First guy, Peter Andre, maybe. Again, like, American audiences are going to be like, who the fuck is Peter Andre? But I think you're on to something. 
what's happening with them at the moment, what's so poor about their case, is they're just a bit boring. Oh, shut up. They are. They're nearly just a little bit, you know, grey and, you know, like there's just nothing going on with them. Dennis, they they need this, right? Because people have had 20 years of humanity from ancient aliens. But I'm telling you, that's what people have been brought up on. That's the problem. So until someone like that comes along and goes like, fucking aliens, man, no one's going to listen to this. Like, they, they, you know what they need? Like, genuinely, they need someone like... Axel Rose. <sighs> Axel Rose. Not Axel Rose. Why are you making the worst people ever to come in? <laughs> These are just people that I think of, like... If, if I'm being honest, they're people that I think there's no way they're... they're, they're there's no way they're able to stick to a script. <laughs> what about one chuckle brother? <laughs> The surviving chuckle brother, and he he claims that the two of them had carried it. The two of them had carried one of the vehicles. I'd buy. I'd buy that. I'd buy that. Next theory, Dennis. Right. Next theory is it's a, a psyop misinformation campaign. Huge okay. misinformation. Right now, what I would say is of all times going, this hearing it's happened quite quickly in 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 reality, considering um how how recently we heard about uh, the whistleblowing but i think i can't think of anything in the news that you could easily say oh this is distracting from something else mm. so yeah. you you don't think that that this is a psyop just because it's not doing a good enough job well basically. well uh, misinformation and psyop i guess uh th- there's two veins to that so, like, the misinformation would be the idea of, oh, they're bringing this out to kind of distract us, confuse us. Yeah, but are they trying to confuse us about the subject, not just confuse us in general, right? No, well, no, confuse us in general is more misinformation. So, like, you'd bring this out and you make a big deal about this when they're actually trying to, I don't know, make it illegal to, I don't know, um, have sex or something. Yeah, which for some people it should be. But <laughs> I, I think that... Um, yeah, okay, I, I don't believe the misinformation thing then if we're going on uh, yeah. that definition. But I think in terms of like um, a psyops to confuse the UFO debate and conversation, yeah, yeah. then I think it could be a pretty good one. But it depends, like, you know, is their goal going to be, okay, here we go, like we're, we're, we're acknowledging that there's been these sightings, but they've come to nothing. Is that where you think it's going? Uh, I think... The cynic in me is saying that's probably where I think it long term will go. But the the other side of me thinks that, it, you know, we mentioned before in a previous episode, Project Blue Book, this idea of the US government using this to do like a soft disclosure to fake an alien invasion to yeah. seize control of the world. I mean, I'm not even joking, man. Maybe it's just because I spent so much time doing this podcast. But like, I get a little bit of a feeling in my stomach when we talk about this stuff. Like that maybe aliens are on the way like as in usually i was quite safe talking about most of this stuff up until this year when they started coming out saying things i'm like this is really weird like why these guys are i mean just to contemplate if you can really really contemplate it like yeah if what they're saying is true the whole thing is mind-blowing like i saw um i saw brian cox um tweet about it and he was saying like you know, uh, kind of something on the lines of like, yeah, I'm looking at it, but maybe there's more important things to look out, look at. But oh, fuck you know, off! You know, with her own world. But then he did say like it would actually be quite useful because it would you know turn her 
our eyes towards being part of the universe rather than just part of the earth and whatever. Well, um, here's something for you, right? Here's something for you. I think the real reason why you have a knot in your stomach over all this stuff is you hate me being right. No, it's not. You hate, I'm telling you, you hate me being right. You, we, we have to clear this up right now. <laughs> podcast, right? We have to clear this up right now. Okay? You think I get great enjoyment out of things that you do sometimes, right? Or, or, or not enjoyment. No, you I get swear. misery from... <laughs> misery, yeah. Sorry, you get enjoyment. Misery. I don't in any way whatsoever, right? You'd, you'd hate. You'd hate if I was right about this. About the, but do you think I'd be thinking like <laughs> this is I the think way you're coming down White White House lawn <laughs> and there you are you're you're for some reason you're in Washington and you're going that little bastard no you're thinking this is what this is the way it should be put it's like the aliens come down and you think I'm I'm at home not just thinking like oh the whole world is gonna end like you know yeah. and you're thinking at home. God, this is going to piss him off. Yeah, yeah. The first thought in my head is, okay, mass sinned, told you so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the final thing, Dennis, uh, just before we, uh, before we close out there, is um, I think something that was brought up that I wanted to give a little bit of attention to is it's not really within the remit of this episode, but as to what the aliens are. Mm. Right, because, uh, be, because in particular, Grosh was always careful to say he he called them non-human intelligences. Yeah. So that leaves a lot of room for me. I kept thinking, imagine if they actually just kept finding dogs that would be making these things. Like, <laughs> you you know, you know, there's something else going on in there. But the non-human element that um that you know that leaves room for. He didn't want to say extraterrestrial because that does have a very specific meaning. Um, yeah. So it left room for the idea of maybe these things have been around for, for before us, even like we mentioned in the, in the UFO factory. Um, yeah. One or uh, something that he brought up was this idea. David Grosh as well has a physics background. Is this idea of them potentially being multi-dimensional? And he mm. specifically brings up a story that had been kind of there had been kind of some knowledge about this in the UFO community. But the, of just what people described as as military contractors seeing a football-sized object, fo- sorry, football pitch-sized object that was yeah. always in um, like circled around, and they mentioned this, and they said that what the military contractors saw was it was as if it was a hologram of a red cube, and within it a solid grey sphere. And that it was no, and, and that I think when they said that when they went to investigate, it made aggressive movements. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> just made a big grrr. But the thing um, that's mind blowing about this is that he, the person asked, like, obviously that sounds bizarre. That sounds like mm. something from Evangelion or something. But when um, when you see uh, the multi-dimensional element to it, David Grosh mentions that one theoretical explanation is that. We, you and I, are 3D objects, and we cast 2D shadows. Oh, man, I, I read the three-body problem and all that series, and yeah. that stuff melted my head, and in the fourth dimension as well. Yeah, so he said that these beings exist in the fourth dimension, and we're actually only seeing their shadows. And that's why they don't even seem comprehensible to us. That's why we have so much trouble Yeah. even figuring out what they Why are. would we start seeing them now, though? Or you know, We've always been seeing them. All right, so we've seen them all through time. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Name, fair enough. name name a big event, and it was probably one of them. Uh, my twenty first. Both. Uh, do you know what? They're very similar. <laughs> uh, Three thousand people killed. Um, wait, I was going to say something else that people might uh, question as well. Another thing they brought up and they answered uh, quite um, definitively was they were like asking, "Well, why haven't um, commercial pilots like complained or you mm-hmm. know brought forward all these these things?" Right, and one of the things that they said was. Uh, pretty self-explanatory is these commercial planes are tied to pretty specific paths and they also don't go on the same kind of ranges or altitudes as like a fighter jet would and like basically they're just not in the same areas that these commercial planes would be and then you could probably think as well that the aliens might just kind of say look we can identify what their their flight paths are let's just stay out of those uh, commercial um, commercial places yeah i think it um I think that there's also a... I think he also mentioned the fact that there's no clear reporting process. Mm. So the... You know, there's not... It's not like there's an easy way for them to even report these things. So... Yeah. So I, th- I think just as we close out there, Dennis, the... Uh, like, for me, I think... Watch this space. That's my big takeaway. I think that there's... We need to know more before we can really close... Uh, close on what Rush actually knows. I have a feeling that these episodes will be titled in some sort of way of part one, uh, part two, part three, part four, as we go along, uh, because I think this is going to be going on for probably going on for years, to be honest. I think, um, I think, I think, um, I think you you could be right. I think that there is well, the first one, the first one, we'll just do as it is, and yeah. then what we'll do is we'll really fuck with people's heads when in, in a year's time we'll go part two. We'll go, oh, that's part one. Yeah. But we will have gone back and we will have changed it or else we'll put in part three and there will be no part two um all right so that's uh, it from uh, the two alien boys here um it's a lovely evening outside uh, roger is flicking cards around like gambit and is it it's like he's prison cell it's like it's like what i haven't been out in days um <laughs> all right yeah but uh, i'm dennis len uh, you can find me on twitter and instagram and anywhere else uh, dennis len 3d and over there you can find that lad uh, at Roger O'Comedy on Instagram or at Roger O'Sullivan on Twitter and um, I guess on, on, on the back of that oh wait before before you oh. do we'll just tell them that we are going into the Den Files now uh, for our Patreon supporters oh yeah and um, we'll be talking about some very interesting extra UFO stuff there uh, all that there's left to say is uh, love you bye £75 so, stolen illegal voucher, is so, what you're saying? No, no, £50 stolen illegal voucher.